0: and the occasional dose of drugs have aided me, but always I could reassure myself that the ennui was temporary, that it would not be long before some criminal laid his scent before me, and I would be off. Now my so-called friends had conspired against me, coddling me for my own good. Fifty-four is not old. I found tedium mentally trying, but physically agonizing. As a winter turned to spring, it became apparent that the world had finished with me. The only thing required of me was a decision to agree. So, that absurdly sunshiny April day, with a throb of distant guns and ominous basso beneath the rhythm of waves against chalk cliffs, and a small, clear bottle in the old rucksack at my feet as my hands used the fine camel-hair brush to daub paint on individual honeybees, and my colour-assisted eyes tracked their subsequent flight, and my mind circled ever closer to a decision. To be interrupted by slow footsteps approaching across open ground. After twelve years in Sussex I was well accustomed to busybodies. Everyone in the county knew who I was, and although they took care to protect me from the intrusion of outsiders, they felt no compunction to offer the same protection from their own attentions. Stepping into the village shop for Mrs. Hudson would bring a knowing wink and a heavy-handed jest about investigating the choices of soap-powder. If I paused to examine an unfamiliar variety of shoe-print on the ground, a short time later I would look back to find a knot of villagers gazing down to see what had drawn my attention." one time, a casual remark to a passing farmer about the sky, that a storm would arrive by midnight, led to a near panic throughout the downland community, until the farmer's wife had the sense to ring Mrs. Hudson and ask if I'd actually intended to warn him that the Kaiser's troops were lying offshore, waiting for dark. Only the pub had proved safe ground. When an Englishman orders a pint, His privacy is sacrosanct. Every so often, perhaps once a year, I would become aware of what is known as a fan. These were generally village lads with too much time on their hands and too many penny-dreadful novels on their shelves. Trial and error had shown that a terse lecture on personal rights coupled with a threat to speak to their fathers would send them on their way. Now, it seemed, I had another one. I turned to watch the owner of the slow footsteps approach. The lad was wearing an old and too large suit, a jersey in place of shirt and waistcoat it had been cold that morning when I and it appeared he had set out, and a badly knit scarf with a cloth cap pulled down to his ears, and shoes that, despite being new, pinched his toes— His nose was buried in a book, as if to demonstrate his noble oblivion to any world-famous detectives who might be hunkered on the ground. But he had misjudged either his path or his speed, because he was aimed right at me. I waited, but when he neither shifted course nor launched into a performance of astonishment, I cleared my throat." The astonishment that resulted was, I had to admit, no act. The child was furious. Embarrassment has that effect on the young, I have noticed, both at my throat-clearing and at the involuntary epithet it had startled out of him. He snatched up his dropped Virgil, the Georgics, as one might expect, and demanded, "'What on earth are you doing, lying in wait for someone?' it being, I presumed, the eternal task of a detective to be lying in wait at all times and in all places. I should think that I can hardly be accused of lying anywhere, as I am seated openly on an uncluttered hillside minding my own business, when, that is, I am not required to fend off those who propose to crush me underfoot. And I turned back to my task of bee-watching, Unaware that my mild, if condescending, remark had triggered off an inexplicable response of fury in the young person. He planted those ill fitting shoes into the turf.